Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hello and welcome back to the Space News Pod, a daily podcast for space, science, and tech. My name is Will Walden, and today on this episode, I'm going to be talking about NASA's future Mars missions and current Mars missions like the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter. But first, I want to tell you about what's going to be happening on Monday. I did my first interview with somebody, and that somebody is Dr. David Warmflash. On Twitter, you can check him out at Cosmic Evolution. He's a uh, he's a writer. He's an author. He's a doctor. And we talk about his new book. It's called Moon, an illustrated history from ancient myths to the colonies of tomorrow. But we don't just talk about the moon. We talk about upcoming Mars missions, a little bit of space politics, and some other stuff in there, too. But there's a lot of stuff about the moon, so if you're interested in that, make sure to listen on Monday to the episode with Dr. David Warmflash. And I'll be posting the full video interview on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash space news pod. So I got a news alert from NASA at JPL, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, about their new Mars 2020 uh, rover updates. Right? And they sent along a picture of the ship of the craft that's going to be taking the rover to Mars. The ship, it's about the size of, uh, let's just say like a, I don't know, seven to eight person hot tub, if that makes sense, where you're not cramped, like you have a lot of room. It's like a, like a, like a larger hot tub. Um, and it's suspended by cables. There's a cruise stage, which will power and guide the Mars 2020 spacecraft during its seventh month, seven month trip to Mars. And below that, there's an aero shell, which will protect the vehicle during cruise, as well as during it, the crazy fire descent into the Martian atmosphere. Um, and you might remember something like the descent from um, Curiosity, which was, it's like a seven uh, minute descent where it's fiery. It's really, really hot. And it looks like the craft is going to burn up in the atmosphere, but it survives. And then we have great science going on on Mars. But inside of that shell, um, there's a rocket powered descent stage. And it has a rover in there too. Uh, but right now it's just a, a stand-in rover for the time being until they actually launch the mission because they don't want to put the actual rover in there. They don't want to cocoon it up right now. They want to wait until the actual mission and then they'll put it in and then they'll fly it up to Mars. And the actual rover that's going to be going to Mars is getting its final assembly at JPL's High Bay 1 clean room right now. So it's not complete. That's why the stand-in is there, just to make sure everything fits for when the actual rover is done, goes in the shell, they send it off. And it says here that the Mars 2020 spacecraft was tested in the 25-foot wide, 80-foot tall, which is 8-meter by 26-meter chamber 
in the same configuration it will be in while flying through interplanetary space. The 2020 rover carries an entirely new suite of instruments, including a sample caching system that will collect samples of Mars for return to Earth on subsequent missions. This mission will launch from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station in Florida in July of 2020 and land at Chesaro Crater on February 18th of 2021. So if all goes well, we'll probably start getting some science from this thing in March of 2021. And when I get back from this break, I'm going to talk about Mars's uh, MRO, which is the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter, and how many trips it made around the red planet. It's a crazy number. So get ready. So Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter collects daily science about the planet's surface and atmosphere, including detailed views with its high-resolution image science experiment camera, the HiRISE, and it's powerful enough to see surface features the size of a dinner room table from 186 miles above the surface. And it just accomplished a really crazy milestone. It has done 60,000 loops around Mars. And on average, the MRO takes 112 minutes to circle Mars, and it goes about 2 miles per second. That's 3.4 kilometers per second. It goes really, really fast. And it's not just a hot rod. It doesn't just go fast around Mars. It collects daily weather data. It probes the subsurface for ice. And um, this data that they get from this uh, reconnaissance orbiter, well, they can use that data for designing future missions that will take humans to the surface of the red planet in the future. And it doesn't just do its own science. It works as a relay. So it's a network of relays that beam data back to Earth from NASA's Mars rovers and landers. And later this month, the MRO will hit another milestone. It will have relayed one terabit of data, mainly from Mars's uh, Curiosity rover. So if you've ever seen, you know, selfies from Curiosity or, you know, the surface of Mars, they have really great photos on NASA's website and on their social media channels. Well, the MRO probably helped with that, helped relay those images back to Earth. Dan Johnston at NASA's JPL in Pasadena, California, he's the project manager over there. He said, MRO has given scientists and the public a new perspective of Mars. We've also supported NASA's fleet of Mars surface missions, allowing them to send their images and discoveries back to scientists on Earth. And also during landings of crafts on Mars, well, the MRO takes pictures. It'll take pictures of these landings. It'll take pictures of the landing sites before they actually get there to make sure that nothing has changed and make sure that everything is okay. And, you know, and then they make decisions based on the photos from MRO and other orbiters. And also not just before the landing, they'll make sure that the lander got there properly. And they'll make sure they'll take photos of the, of the landers and make sure that, you know, uh, they didn't collide with the surface because instruments on the landers could be wrong. You know, there could be some, some damage to some of the instruments. It does happen. And those instruments could be wrecked on their way, you know, when they hit the surface. So MRO's there to take photos of the landers to make sure they got there in one piece, make sure that everything's good, make sure that the parachute didn't deploy 
over the actual lander and ruin all of the science. So MRO is there for numerous reasons, and they just got 60,000 laps around Mars. So I want to say uh, thank you to everyone who subscribed to this podcast. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please hit that subscribe button if you like uh, space, science, and tech, because it happens every single day on the Space News Pod. Also, thank you to Patreon patrons, patreon.com slash space news podcast. And also thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend it here with me on the Space News Pod. I'm your host, Will Walden, and I will see you soon. Hey, Nissan, how do you get to the top? Calculating. Proceed to 1959. Take a hard left in East Africa at the 71 Safari Rally. Veer right for 19 off-road championships in the Baja Desert. Proceed towards Moab. Take the trail to Hell's Revenge. Include steep incline. Continue for the next million miles. Um, where to first again? 60 years, millions of miles, and the capability to take you anywhere. This is the new Nissan. Nissan. 